Well, there were some controversial, to say the least, comments made from celebrity Kanye West, or now better known as Ye. And those comments have left many in the Jewish community wondering, where is the outrage? Why is there such a lack of outrage? Well, here's community contributor Eric Chapman with more on that story. DBS is tracking 300 inbound Soviet ICBMs. All right, flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1? DEFCON is a defensive readiness term. Depending on the severity, it goes from DEFCON 5 being minimal threat to 1 being maximum threat level readiness. Recently, a popular celebrity named Kanye West made some comments about Jewish people using this term. The comments were removed, but they said, and I quote, I'm a bit sleepy tonight, but when I wake up, I'm going DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. End quote. He went on to spout hateful, damaging conspiracies, and it's full of lies and bad things. But over the weekend and into this week, there has been relative silence. The outrage of someone that popular saying such horrible, despicable, hurtful things has been fairly absent by most celebrities and us in the media. This is not uncommon. The world seems to pick and choose its outrage when it comes to certain communities. I wanted to wrap my head around what is happening. So I talked to Rabbi Dan from Temple Shalom about what it's like to have your people, religion, and all you stand for threatened by a major celebrity with little or no reaction from anyone. Outrage, uh, frustration, pain, and more of the same that we've seen this before. Anti-Semitism, which I prefer to call Jew hatred because I think that anti-Semitism is too clinical of a term for what it really is, seems to be the last acceptable hatred. And um, the relative silence from the celebrity community uh, has been deafening. I mean, there have been a few that have spoken out and, you know, acknowledgments to, to Sarah Silverman who spoke out. And I think uh, P. Diddy had a, had a thing uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, spoke out on it, uh, but Jamie Lee Curtis and Sarah Silverman are both Jewish. And where's the rest of Hollywood? Um, you know, had this been about any other marginalized group, and let's not kid ourselves, Jews are very much a marginalized and targeted um, group. The you know th- there would have been an uproar on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram, and there would have been relative silence, and that that is deafening. Rabbi Dan used a term there instead of anti-Semitism. He just said straight up Jewish hate. Well, you know, I think nobody knows what a Semite is. Uh, and so anti-Semitism, how can I be against something? I don't even know what it is. But Jew hatred speaks to what this is, which is a hatred of the Jewish people. I'm not 100 percent, but I think you said this to me once, that silence is violence. Yeah, I think what the, the quote that I said, it actually comes from Talmud, is silence is assent. There it is. Uh, silence is agreement. But very often silence leads to violence. Because nobody says anything, and so it happens. You know, and, and it's the subtle anti-Semitism. Look, I think everybody came out when, you know, when Pittsburgh happened and there was a shooting in a synagogue, or it happened again in San Diego in Poway, uh, or it happened in Muncie, New York. And these are things that have happened just in the last few years. Yes, and, you know, and, 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 and uh, Charlottesville and the, you know, the marching with, with uh, tiki torches and the Jews will not replace us chant. People spoke out. Some did it rather inartfully. Um, but people spoke out against that. But it's these, I don't even want to call them subtle. They, they are mm. surreptitious digs. They are dog whistles. They are, 
you know, calls to some deep embedded suspicion of the Jewish people that, um, you know, if not triggering for some, is at least acceptable by many. Um, you know, it was um, Pastor Niemöller during, uh, who's not Jewish, of course, as a pastor, during the Holocaust who said, you know, first they came for the laborers, the labor unionists, then they came for the trade unionists, then they came for, for the others, and then they came for the Jews. And when they came for me, there was no one left to speak up. Um, and so if you don't speak up against anti-Semitism, don't speak up against Jew hatred, when they come for you, who will speak up for you? Are there places we can educate ourselves on, you know, phrases or terms or behaviors that are hurtful or harmful? Yes. One of the challenges is that Jews are not white enough to be white, and we're not other enough or of color enough to be other or of color. And so we, we, we don't fit into anybody's, you know, sort of easily identifiable box of a, you know, a persecuted or a targeted uh, a marginalized group. Uh, so one is to recognize that perhaps there's been no group more targeted and more persecuted throughout the history of the world than Jews. So to include us in that class, that is one thing. The other is to refrain from Holocaust analogies. The Holocaust is the extreme of the extreme. And when politicians come out there and they say, you know, COVID policies are like the Nazis or the Nuremberg laws or whatever these things are, it, it cheapens the memory of the Holocaust. It, it, it dilutes it in its, its, in its singular significance. And, um, and it's incredibly painful to the Jewish community uh, and, and to the Jewish people. I, th I think those are two places. And the other, and I'll go back to what I said, is to call it what it is. Anti-Jewish hate is anti-Jewish hate. Anti-Semitism lets everybody off the hook. And so call it what it is. Um, and I, you know, I think that those are three steps that we can take. Uh, and to the last thing I would say, and I, I hear this all the time, is that when there is diversity training in schools, in, in um, you know, public institutions, in, in companies, Jews are never included in that. I get calls from my congregation all the time, Rabbi, they're doing diversity training, and they don't see Jews as an othered or persecuted uh, or marginalized people. Um, you know, they see us as white privileged. Not all Jews are white. Over a million Jews are of color. That number is growing. Um, Jews by, you know, by historic nature are, are not all, you know, Ashkenazic from Eastern Europe. They're from Middle East and, and all those places. So if we're going to talk about targeting groups, we need to include Jews in amongst those who have been targeted throughout history and who have, who have received violence because of their identity. Racist terms and conspiracies are often hidden in plain sight, so it's important to do your research and find out what can be used as a tool of hate. So next time someone is in the public eye saying something hurtful, you can have the conversation about what was said and how it just ain't right. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. My life has value. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. 
Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.